0: Hello everybody, welcome to this tenth episode of Coffee Time with Byron and Friends. Yes, a unique name for sure, but hey, it's something I thought was catchy, so I did it anyway. But on the tenth episode we have former major leaguer Dave Krenzel. Welcome to the show. Glad to have Thank you. you. Thank you. So Thanks what's for having me. definitely. So let's begin. You were drafted 11th overall in the 2000 Major League draft. Did you know right away where you were going to go in the draft, or was it unexpected?
1: I, I figured I was going to get drafted. I had set out to do that, and uh, while everything was developing, uh, I was producing, and I had scouts Uh, my junior year from colleges in my house, like the recruiters and the head coaches. And I was taking the trips like that was all the time. I had letters from, I mean, every college across the country wanting me to play for their college. And then I played on the USA uh, national team. We went up and won gold in Taiwan. And, you know, I came back home and it was my senior year and I had been playing scout ball with um, the Yankees team every Sunday we would drive out there at like 3, 4 in the morning. I'd show up in California 7.30. We'd start at 8 o'clock. We'd play like 20 innings. And then I would drive back home and go to school the next day. And just from all that and then playing the games and my coach, my uh, high school coach, Nick Irritano, who's the CSN coach now, you know, just from communicating everything, it was just kind of, you know, I had a good idea. And they had all these rankings and stuff. But um, I didn't know if I was going to go first pick. Second, third, 20th, I, I didn't know. I was surprised it was the Brewers. I was surprised it was, it was the 11th pick, and, you know, it was, it was a dream come true, and it was definitely exciting.
0: <laughs> Where were you when you first got the call that you were drafted?
1: Oh, uh, man, I was uh, i was in a certain state waking up on the uh, living room couch, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I peered up, and I, I saw my dad staring at the phone, and uh, I heard it ring, and that's what woke me up. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, "No way! No way!" They really—I mean, no way—and um, yeah, it was just intense.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So did <laughs> so? I know you just—you obviously just said it. You kind of expected it, but did any did any of the teams contact you first before you knew that you were going to get drafted so high? Did they contact you, or was it just something? spur of a moment thing.
1: You know, when you're in the mix of that stuff, like the, the kids now, like the 18 year olds right now that have gone through all the. And I don't know all about the showcases and stuff, but at my time, like everyone kind of knows. Like I was, I was the fastest kid in the draft, mm-hmm. no, no doubt. Um, you know, I had one of the strongest arms. I was the best center fielder. I was all this. I was this one of the top hitters, base stealers. You know, the agility, the athleticism. You know, this guy might have five tools, the potential. You know, I'm like well, there's nobody that compares to me, and it wasn't cocky, it was confidence. Like I, I, had worked so hard to get to that point. I mean, I was in the weight room. It was, it was years. You know, it, it was, it was years in the making. It wasn't just, uh, hey, I played baseball, and hey, I was just really good, and uh, hey, it just so happened. No, not even close. It was, it was planned. It was since elementary school uh, that I was working out and I was striving to be, you know, one of the fastest, hardest throwing, uh, best hitting lefty center fielders or pitchers out there. Like, I wanted to be a pitcher. That was my favorite position. Uh, but I, I'm six foot. It says six one. I'm, I'm just barely under six one. I wasn't going to last. Uh, I didn't think, um, you know, after a certain amount of time pitching. But uh, I was just such a good hitter and uh, I was a leadoff guy and I always got on. I stole and scored. So all the coaches that I played for, they put me, you know, at leadoff spot and they want me hitting.
0: Now, you obviously spent. Obviously, seven years in the minors and a little bit like you like like it says, you spend a year up in the majors. What's the difference between the major leagues and the minor leagues? Is there any difference the course of play? What is it?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I, I mean, there's so many there's so many ways I could say this and I could talk about this for an hour comparing you know, what what it's really like to play at the, the, I'm talking the major league level, like people can't imagine it. Uh, they think they can, but they can't because mm-hmm. it's absolutely 100% similar to Formula One racing, the 200 miles an hour. Like, can you really imagine doing that? Like feeling the heat of the car, the sounds, the winds, being on that track and how how fast you're actually going. It's the same thing on the major league field. Like, first off, just imagine you driving up to Miller Park and saying, hey, man, this is where I'm going to go and work today. I mean, that itself is something mentally challenging for most people to just wrap their head around and then go and produce, um, you know, in front of 20,000, 30,000 screaming fans. um, And, you know, everything is on the line. Um, Just all of that stuff put aside, the game itself, the ball itself, it is on such another level that unless you've played at the major league level during the regular season, you don't know. And you, it's 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 remarkable how how deceiving, how everything that looks like a ball is a strike. How they can lower and just move your eyes any direction that they want you to uh, in the box. Um, you know, I always say this. I want to say 95% of people, like normal, just normal guys, whatever that play sports. If they were to go and face like (laughs) a a major league pitcher in in a real game, like it, it wouldn't end up good. Like they would, they would be scared to death. The the sound of the catcher's mitt when the ball's popping, like seriously, man. Like if you miss the ball, you know you you ever smell the burnt uh, wood, this and that. Like that's actually it's always it's always happening. It's just at such a level. And then talking about the defense. So when you when you work down from the major leagues, Triple A, Double A, High A, Low A um and then you got the rookie plus and the rookie lower right that's what i played with every level has something different in the in the defensive arena like how what you can get away with as a hitter um but so like if you're a hitter and you're facing major league defense like first off they know every single hit that you've ever done in this season they know where it's going they know what count they know what percentage you hit the slider the off they know everything mm-hmm. they are playing you to the t as best as it gets They're, it's the major leagues and not only that, the agility of all those guys, the baseball IQ of all those guys, the speed of all those guys, the reads, the, the little hunches, they, they know. And the way the game is played at that level is, it's remarkable, you will not get anything through. It doesn't matter, I used to be able to, if he went one step to the left, I'd be safe.
0: Mm-hmm. How long did
1: that last? About double A, It's about double A. And then after that, you know, it starts getting really tricky. Like you have to get them to do a back angle, two steps, then I'd be safe. It's just the game starts shrinking. Um, but you, you work down and then you get to, you know, like rookie ball. They're going to make errors. Um, you know, you have, um, you have a lot of things happening that's different out there. The games are not as clean, um, you know, and just the pitchers, they they're, they don't really know where it's going. In the major leagues, it doesn't matter what count. It doesn't matter who who's pitching. It doesn't matter who's batting, catching. The time of the year that the, it doesn't matter. They are, they're that good. They're they're the best athletes in, in the world. I think. Um, and I can I keep talking about it. Sorry, I'll stop for a second.
0: No, you're good. Uh, now you were drafted high, and you played that one year of major in the major leagues with the Brewers. Now I hate to ask you this question, but I just want your opinion on it since it's since you lived it. Do you feel since you were drafted too high, and you didn't play that long in the majors and have a long career, do you honestly think you were a bust, or did you accomplish what you set out you wanted to do?
1: It depends on a lot of factors, and and it's such a good question, and I'm glad that you asked that. And I, I'm one of the one of the guys that can probably you know admit it, and I can admit it to anybody is. If I wasn't drafted first round, I don't know if I would have ever made it to the big leagues. I don't know if I would have gotten the opportunity. Did mm-hmm. I get more opportunity because I was drafted high? Yes. But here's the thing. Everything changed once Milwaukee Brewers and, and the Seeligs, it, it, it was they were sold. The whole thing was sold, and then all of Texas came in. Mm-hmm. Ned Yost, the new owners, you can probably name them off better than I can. When that happened... Davey Lopes was gone. All these guys in the Leagues, they were gone. They loved me. I was their first round pick. Now, I wasn't even in the big leagues, and I had produced from then on. Like That was at uh, the double-A level. So from then on, I, I did really good. I was batting very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, if you look at the double-A and the triple-A career, and then from triple-A into the big leagues, at the time that I was in the AAA, a AA, double-A, area, Texas had brought Scott Pesednik, uh Cruz, Brady Clark, they, um, and there was there was one other guy, I believe, uh, but that's three center fielders right there. Mm-hmm. What what are you gonna do? And you you tell me now if I don't hit three hundred and you know batting average, whatever. And look, I'm almost forty years old. Don't let it don't don't let me say any excuse here, dude. I I tried everything to play as long as I could. I I tried everything that I could. I sacrificed my life to be the best baseball player that I could be. Um, you know, it's, 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 t- it's tough, man. It was, it was everything. Um, but now that I look back and I'm like, dang, dude, all these guys were lined up. Dude, that was my year that I was, I was projected to be Milwaukee Brewers center fielder in 2003, 2004.
0: I actually kind of remember that too. Yeah, that yeah, was all. Well, that, that was what talk in spring training.
1: Dude, I was I was that good, man. Yeah. I was one of the fastest kids. My first major league hit, when I beat the pitcher to first base, it was a, it was a one hop to the first base when he dove and made it. He stopped the ball, and you know I beat the pitcher to first base, and I was 22. Um, you know that was just my speed. You saw the robbed home run that I did. I, yep. I no no doubt, dude. If you you can go and you're probably the guy to do this. I don't think there's there's a longer track down ball. A longer track down, robbed home run, than what I did. There
0: There's not. It. There no. is it. there has been many, but no, yeah. That
1: if I, I have the video, we could I, I could do a whole thing on it, man. But where I started, I was on the opposite field side of second base. It was a right-handed batter. I was the opposite field of second base, and I was shallow. It was 0-2 count. Now you know outfielders, you start in a certain area, and then from there, if it goes if he goes behind in the count, you move up an oppo, move mm-hmm. up an oppo, and I was there. Mm-hmm. And in the major leagues, like I said, dude, it's inch for inch. That ball, it was thrown right down the middle. Before it was hit, I felt like I left. I knew it was gone. And I knew exactly where he was. I knew exactly where the ball was going to end up. That's how many balls I've seen from hit from from the center field. I knew exactly where it was going to end up. And I, I'm running after it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot believe I got this chance in front of all these people at Miller Park. I can I can feel it, see it. The ball's flying in the air. I don't see anything else. It's all blurry, and I timed it perfect. There's no other way to do it except to be exactly perfect on time, dude. It landed right in my. I mean, it was unbelievable, life changing event. And yeah, dude, you know what? Bust. How many other guys do you know that have played baseball all their life and they and they, they wanted to play in the big leagues? Right. Uh, And and now, look, I got set out to that. Uh, I got the chance and I made it. I actually made it. Now, I'll sit here, like I said before, and say to anyone's face, I was good enough to make it. But Mm. I wasn't good enough to stay. Right. Despite all of my challenges and all of my obstacles that I went through and I lived through and I still do today because of it. This thing was, dude, it was not easy to just for me to even get on the field sometimes some years it was very difficult um i I don't want to go deep into the the past of everything i'm saving that for later but dude you know what this is it's the hardest like you mark my words anyone trying anyone watching this anyone trying to go out and do this mark my words it's the hardest thing that you'll ever do just to even just i i I don't know where to start man like what age you talking about You know, like, at 22 years old, I was in the big leagues, man. Like, was I a bust? No. I I didn't get chosen to stay, I'll tell you that. Ned Yost did not like me. No. He did not like me. I mean...
0: Now, is there a reason you feel like he did not like you? What? Because Ned Yost is a great manager in his own right. Even though he hasn't really won much... He's been to a couple World Series, I believe, but I think that's it, and a couple Championship Series. But why do you think he did not like you? Do you think he just had a mindset of other players? Because I've heard this before.
1: I got an example exactly for you of why I don't think he liked me. Now, look, this has nothing to do with any of my time, any of my anything. And this is not bashing Ned Yost, Milwaukee Brewers. have has nothing to do with him as a manager. Mm-hmm. The reason i don't think he liked me is because of the way that he treated me when it was just him and i mm-hmm. that's that's why i don't, i don't i don't think he liked me, and that's okay that doesn't mean anything i look at my numbers dude I batted what two twenty one it was the best two twenty that i ever hit right um that's how i felt man he look like I got my clips, dude i i I hit the ball pretty dang good man I hit the ball hard i, I mean I know there's some guys that went up there. And that were a bust. I don't think they got a hit. And they kept them up there longer than, than, than they let me stay up there. But the thing with Milwaukee, man, and the thing with professional sports that they don't know is the behind-the-scenes stuff. Look, if you see it, I got 42 days in the big leagues. The number that you have to have in the major leagues to get a major league pension, Now, I, I don't know if mine would be much. It would be a couple hundred dollars a month, but it's at 43 days. Right. So there's a reason. So that one... You know, right there, well, okay, that's me chosen or not chosen. Or look, I had the opportunity, I was it was maxed out, and then I never got another opportunity, but I did. I went to double A after all this stuff. I mean it was twenty nine my last year. So I was actually from eighteen till twenty nine years old playing. Um, or twenty-eight. Uh, so the two thousand nine was my last season with Bowie. Dude, I didn't hit anything there. I did not produce, man, and you know, that's it. So I mean
0: I've heard this before. It takes
1: who
0: do you think there's crookedness behind the game? Because I've heard this before from other players eh, that it takes one to know one. If you don't if you aren't connected well or aren't, you know, aren't a good player, then you're not going to get a chance to play over the other ones. It's like, I don't know. You kind of get where I'm going with this.
1: Yeah, but before yeah, I, absolutely. We can jump back into it. Remind me and cut me off if I don't get back to it. But you got to remember, dude. There's a there's a set, there's a funnel, man. There's a there's a huge funnel. You got little league. There's 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 little league. You have high school. You have college. You have twenty million people playing baseball every year. And out of that twenty million, and this is probably not right, not even close, but it probably is. Out of the twenty million, you have what three to five million little leaguers. You have um, all these parents and adults that play adult leagues and all that stuff. But besides that, three to five million little league players, right? And then all these other dads and players. But then you got these guys in high school. I want to say it's 500,000 high school players. Then you got 50,000 college players. Then you got 8,000 professional players. Out of that 8,000 professional arena, you have 750 people. And out of those people that have ever made that 750 club, dude, there's only 20,000 people around that number. And and plus since the um the other league that was brought into the national rankings or the national history, whatever, now there's like twenty-three thousand ever people twenty-three twenty-three thousand people to that can say they've ever played in the major leagues.
0: Mm.
1: Now I don't know comparing it to other sports or whatever, but I'm one of twenty-three thousand right now today, sitting here. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. You know, it's because of my work ethic, the way I played, my attitude, my confidence, my humbleness, the way that I, I learned the way that I would listen. Uh, I, I showed up. I, I outworked everybody, and I met my talent. You know, I wasn't supposed to make it. No one wanted me to make it. And what I yeah. mean by that is, these guys. That I mean, I'd be coaching club ball. I see this, and I, I tell the parents, "I'm like, guys, you were no one's friends. Don't you guys don't know this? In high school, mm-hmm. it is going to be a war. Yeah. And yeah. little Johnny and little Susie, they don't want your son to go in front of little Johnny and. And you need to outwork that kid right now. But the thing is, they're all about winning and stuff. And you know, I, I don't know, man. It's just the whole baseball thing. I I stopped doing the club ball right now, and I'm focusing on my my course. And there's just a lot of we are changing the game. We're changing the way it's going. But um, talk getting back to the getting back to the funnel thing, man. You gotta remember, there's only eight thousand people doing this professional stuff, like. And it's getting worse. There's going to be less. So just to even talk about these guys, you have to put them on a, a top shelf. Like, it's like we've lost. Like, oh, you played in the big leagues? Ah, so what? Dude, you weren't that good. Who are you? You don't even have a home run. Like, What? Wait a minute. I'm, I'm a nobody? Okay, I'm a nobody now. Okay, I get that. Barry Bonds, nobody now. No one knows him or whatever. Dude, I remember when I played. I know how hard it is. I know how good those guys were. These guys today, dude, they're better. They're bigger, str- stronger, faster, all that it's it's the it's unbelievable, man. So to say it's crooked, dude, what level are you talking about? Like and, and where where from where? And like are these their people? Are there people that have grandfathered into the major leagues like uh, Wes Helms? What's his batting average career? I don't, I don't even know, but dude, he was always there and he played and, played and played and played and played and now he's a manager for a team. Yes, he is. There's guys like that that are never coming out of the big leagues. They're whatever you want to call it, and that's that. Dude, There's there were Milwaukee Brewers. I know the uh, third base coach when I was there. Dude, that's a three-decade name, like, in the major leagues, man. And, yeah, there's uh, just under 300 father-son combos to play in the major leagues. And, dude, yeah, yeah, sure. But you got to remember, man, you have to be super, super, really, 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 really good to even – Think about you being able to play in the major leagues. I mean, have you ever met Corey Hart?
0: No, I haven't. I mean, I've seen him when he's come here and given autographs and playing, but that's it. I haven't actually met him personally.
1: Dude, he he, he towers over me. His foot's this much bigger than mine. His hands are that much bigger than mine. And he he covers that much more of the plate. And that's who you're playing against. And I was a little six-foot-one guy, J.J. Hardy. Ricky Weeks, you ever met Prince Fielder? Have you ever met Prince Fielder? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you play with
0: some big names.
1: Big names. Yeah, I know. I was a... um, Yeah, you played. with... I used to call Braun Miami. Yeah, Bronny Ryan Braun. Yep. He was a little Miami college guy. First round pick. Ah, yeah, dude, that kid's... Look what he's done. Yep. You know, so... Look, my exit, my exit out of baseball. I mean, gosh, get into that, dude. It was, man, life, dude. Life, life was, still is. Oh, it's it's hard, man. It's been tough. Like a lot of things that happened. Now you what's, know, It's just
0: now. Let's get into your call up. What do you remember most about it, and where were you when you first got the call that you were headed up to the major league roster?
1: Cecil Cooper. I mean, one of the one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Him and Davey Nelson, one of the nicest people you ever meet, right there. But Cecil Cooper, man, I had broken my foot that year. I was still doing so good, mm-hmm. and I uh, I stopped halfway through. I got back into it. My batting average was great. I'm like, oh my god, I think I can do this. I think I can do this. You know, I was doing good. I'm like, if I if I do good, I'm gonna get called up. I know it. Uh, the day came, like the last day to get called up, and uh, maybe it was the day before, but it was August 30th, 31st, whatever, and. Uh, you know there's a certain routine that you go about doing uh, after these games especially at the end of the year but uh you know during this thing it was uh it was a nonchalant call in there you know it was friends you know friends whatever hey skip wants you're you know this and that or he he called me in there i don't remember that but uh, as soon as i get in there you know he kind of shut the door and he shut the door on the pitching coach the uh he's the head coach for kansas i forget his name um he stands right behind me. It kind of like they're they're doing, you know, they're standing behind me like they're bodyguards or something. Cecil Coop, he sits down real quick and he puts his glasses down, looks up. He's, he drops them. Oh, I got some bad news for you. And I'm like, but I got good news. And I'm like, what? He goes, which one you want first? And then, you know, Cecil, like, I'm not getting a word in, kind of like me right now, sorry. Cecil, like, oh, I'll, I'll just tell you. So the bad news is you've been traded. And I'm like, no way no way i've been traded no there's no way i was just in disbelief right and the 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 coach you know behind me starts laughing he's yep yep you know he's egging on it and i'm like dude no way and and he's like yeah but the good news is you're getting called up to the big leagues your bus leaves in 10 you got to go to the other locker room i go you gotta be (laughs) kidding me wow it was some of the lines like he's like you've been traded you got to go over there now but you've been called up and you play the Brewers he it was he he did something like it was and I'm like what he goes I'm just joking man but you did get called up <laughs> congratulations
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he made it act like you were traded even though you weren't wow that's awesome <laughs> yeah. that's awesome uh yeah. so did when you when you got the call up and you played the field. Did you play the field that game when you first got called up or were you on the bench?
1: Uh, no, dude, it was, um, so I, I drove there and I think, I, yeah, I got there the next day. Um, it was after our game. So I packed up and then I drove to Milwaukee, showed up at three or 4am, uh, Mike Adams, uh, we were roommates a lot. So I came to his place mm-hmm. and, um. Yeah, he woke up and you know went to the mall, got food, tried to do the you know, normal routine in Milwaukee. Now I'm so happy. I got a new <laughs> shirt. <laughs> Mike's like, bro, what are you doing? I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> like I got a button-up collar, you know. Oh, man, I was a wreck, dude. And, uh, <laughs> so, you know, I show up and, I mean, yeah, to say Ned Yost doesn't like me, this and that, but, dude, it was, it, it, was, it was so awesome just to walk into Miller Park. Like, I regardless um dude you drive there you get to park in the parking lot you get to walk underneath i mean that makes you feel like a million bucks it makes you feel like mm. you know it makes you feel good it made me feel good and then you got to walk this long hallway where you know you see these people this and that and then all of a sudden you see a guy standing there and you're not used to this you're a minor leaguer man there's none of these guys right everything in the big leagues it's different man um He's like, hey, you must be Dave Krenzel. I'm like, yes, I am. He's like, well, how you doing? I'm blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm like, God, this is awesome. He's like, come right in. So he opens the door and it's just like, you know, "Ah!" (laughs) the locker room. Uh, And I've seen it before, but it's different when you get called up because you got this thing on your back saying, well, dude, you're about to play a baseball game in the major leagues and this is your first time. So, you know, it's, hey, where's my locker? Let me get uh, dressed out. Let me warm up. Like, I'm already, like, going for it. I don't even know what time. It's probably noon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how it goes. I go and talk to Ned. I go and talk to the outfield coach. I go and talk to this guy. I go talk to the hitting coach. I go get the signs. Like, oh, my gosh, dude. I have the uh, – I mean, the bench coach in the major leagues is different. Uh, like, it's just all different. If you're a rookie, you don't know anything. You're not You're not normalized to this. And there's Red Bulls and refrigerators on the bench. and You can – you can drink all of these like and they won't say anything yeah dude okay and like gum seeds anything that you want and um yeah dude the clubbies are so cool you can go and order food and like, they'll make it <laughs>
0: it's just nice it's so cool now yeah. do you remember who your first hit was off of
1: it was against the cincinnati reds i know that um I'm going to say
0: uh, B-O-W-E-R Bauer. Maybe, probably not. No, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't think he was. Was he with the team
1: then? Was he? W- what? I might be right then. I don't know. You
0: might be. Yeah, I don't remember. I, God, I'm trying to think. Because I I, I I, remember the game was. I know it was on. I had the, whatever it is, the MLB.TV. So I watch every game. So I'm trying to think, who was that damn pitcher you got your hit off? Damn, I have to look back on it, but uh I just remember. I just remember you, it was awesome. You got your first hit, I because it because I remember it was like you were you were like so nervous. I saw you getting up to the plate. You were nervous, oh, dear. like everybody would be, like everybody would be, but mm-hmm. you battled through it and you got that hit. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, I. I... I'm always the guy, but I'm, it wasn't my first at bat. And the, my first at bat, and I had the bat. I still should have the bat, but it says, you know, first major league bat came in swinging. Three strikes, you're out. And, <laughs> dude, first pitch, I took it. Second pitch, I swung. Third pitch, I swung. Guy threw me three fastballs. I mean, in the big leagues, man, it's different, dude. They, God, it's crazy. I faced Gagne. He was at L.A. I was the last guy. Just bring this up. That was ridiculous. Playing at Dodger Stadium, Ned gave me the leadoff in the uh, top of the ninth. We're down by one run. Struck out. Oh, dude, that was horrible. That God, was, that what was...
0: do you remember about Gagne? I know he was <clears> lights <throat> out, and then he just disappeared. He had a couple of injuries, and then that was it. What happened to him? Oh, man. that That's a you throwback know, <laughs> right there.
1: God, did, well, I mean... This guy was unbelievable. He was doing so good. And yeah, he got hurt. I mean, I think that era, dude, I think some guys did some stuff too much and they got hurt. And and that's that. And and they came back and. They weren't the same or, you know, some came out better. But, uh, I, I was during that conseco book and, uh. Before that conseco book came out, there, there was really no drug testing like in 2000, 2001. It was, it was weird. like once a year. But. Maybe twice a year. But yeah, that. That was. That, that's that's what I think happened with uh with Gagne, and I think he got injured because he was too big or not flexible enough and overused. But you got to remember, dude, these these guys in the big leagues. Like I love saying it, like people are underrating what they do to their arms. It's yeah. underrated, 100 underrated. Um, we see it on TV. It's entertainment. They're entertainers. We were entertainers, and that's that. But if you're trying to do this, or if you're a major fan, like you love this game, and you love the people in it. Man, these guys are wearing their arms out every time, every pitch, they're, every time. And it, it's unbelie- it's remarkable how long they last. Like, I can't tell you the countless, you know, talking about, like, the game rigged or like this and that. Like, okay, maybe, like, at the very, very top where you have this guy and this guy and he chooses this guy and this guy doesn't do anything after that. He never makes anything, whatever. But I, how many guys have I seen throwing 100 miles an hour, like, get guys out in spring training left or right? And then all of a sudden they go to AAA. They hurt their arm. They're in spring training the next year in the big leagues. They get cut because they're hurt. The day that they're back on the uh, regular list to play or whatever, they get cut. They're done. Like, dude, I, I'm talking a lot, a lot. So it's it's so much harder than you think. There's so many more guys out there. They're so good. They're Tony Gwynn Jr. did not play how long in the big leagues? How long did he play in the big leagues for?
0: Uh, roughly about. Five years, I'd say, four or five years. uh,
1: Because
0: he started, he started in the Brewers, and then he got traded to San Diego, where his father played all them years. And then after, yeah, and then after San Diego, that's when he retired and became a TV analyst and radio guy for them.
1: Yeah, like you, you gotta imagine what, what is a bust in this. And, and what's not? And and Tony Gwynn Jr. was one of the best hitters that I've ever seen. And I was with that guy for years, a couple season seasons and then uh, multiple spring trainings. This guy, I mean, unbelievable. He had one of the best hitting coaches on the planet, Tony Gwynn. And just to see that guy's work ethic and his mental toughness, my gosh, man, and the way that he was set up to do this game. You think- and then he got...
0: Real quick, before you get onto that, do you think he was like? Do you think he was just as good as his dad, from what you saw when you played with him, or better than his dad?
1: I didn't play with Tony Gwynn. Um, every year the game gets better, and no, I don't think he was as good as his dad. He didn't put up the, uh, the numbers. Um, did he not get an opportunity? Did he get hurt? Probably. I don't know, man. I wasn't. I'm not a like specialist on that uh, with his career, but. Uh, I don't think he was a, as good a hitter as his dad. No, but like my my whole point of this. I mean, you're talking about Tony Gwynn, dude. Like his numbers. Like that. This is what I'm talking about. Like that guy right there should play. How long did he play in the big leagues? Fifteen, twenty years. I don't know.
0: Yeah, fifteen, like, twenty years. About yeah, yeah.
1: Guys like that do. J.J. Hardy. How long did he play for? Seven, eight.
0: Seven in eight. the big leagues. Yeah, almost ten.
1: He always hit above 280. Yep. Always always with with 15 plus no matter what unless right guys like that play seven eight okay guys that hit 220 don't have any home runs don't steal a base when they're called up for the 42 days they go back to triple a and they don't hit 350 with 20 jacks never get called up again that's it like what else is there there's nothing else there's guys behind you um that are want your job that are working harder that are better than you and they're waiting for their time like you got it when you get your time You have to do everything that you can with that time, as good as you can do it. And hopefully, 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 yeah, everyone likes you. You can see this, throw it in there. Everyone likes you. You're in the right place at the right time. You don't get hurt. You know, that that hit falls, like, I I can name it and everyone else can name it. 20 uh, balls off the wall every year for me. That could have been a home run. Mm. And you're talking 10 feet. 10 feet, dude. You know, and that's over a whole year Like, yeah, absolutely I've hit the wall 20 times in a year Sure, it should have been a home run And if it was Dude, I might have had a You know, seven-year Eight-year, nine-year But I didn't I didn't produce I wasn't good enough to stay So, like, it's You know, like, that's, that's how I look at it
0: So, after the 06 season You were traded alongside for Hold on I got it right here you were traded to the Diamondbacks with Doug Davis and Dana Evelyn. Dana Evelyn, yes. What do you remember about that trade? And where were you when you found out you were being traded? And what was going through your mind, too?
1: Um, well, this is another reason Like, I don't think Ned liked me. Um, it's because I got traded, too. I didn't even think about that. But that's probably why, too. But um, I, I mm. think this was a ownership whole thing. When we're talking about me in this trade, like do they, I think they were done with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had crashed on a motorcycle that year mm-hmm. and I had to get surgery. I had, I, I, I did not make good decisions. Um, mm-hmm. it was an accident. Shouldn't have happened, but it did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was an elite athlete and I was riding stuff. That's dumb. I, I was the guy. I had an R one. I had a Jixxer 1000. I was doing wheelies during spring training in Arizona.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was me. Um, going 183 miles an hour man i loved it um forgetting what we're talking about now but um the trade so it was it was definitely a surprise i had wanted to get to uh to be traded i wanted it Mm. when i heard it was i was super happy i talked to the diamondbacks i heard doug davis and dana evelyn were coming i was blown away dude i love doug and i love dana dude like come on how do you get better than those two guys man and I remember
0: um, them guys. They don't get credit for what they actually were good. I believe they were good. I watched them throughout their careers. I I remember their call ups. I I know they man, had. I know to a lot of people, quote unquote, they had mediocre careers, but not to me. I I thought they pitched well. I thought they uh, pitched well. I love I, I love seeing them pitch. I did. Okay.
1: Here's the player's perspective. Dude, I was nothing to compare to that guy. And if he looked at me and says, dude, if you you don't do anything in the alpha, if I did nothing in the alpha for that guy, he would kill me. It's not okay. Mm -hmm. I had to do everything in my power to make every catch for that guy. Spring training, not, didn't matter. My life was on the line for his life, no matter what, this and that. Like, that's Doug. And as a player, looking at this guy, he played so many, like, okay, you tell me if this is a bust i get called up this guy's been in the big leagues for multiple years we're riding on a first class jet where they got all this spread of just gourmet food the stewardess are beautiful they're all nice at that time we had dvd players and all this stuff like the top stuff dude guys are getting gam- this guy is this is normal stuff for this dude he's been living this for years mm-hmm. he was good enough to stay the guy had Anything and everything that you wanted, he was super happy. He was super competitive. He loved baseball. He loved pitching, dude. You you tell me what, man. I don't know. He lived a life that not a lot of other people will ever, you know, get to do. And he he lived that life a lot. And and dude, that's a big deal for me. Like a bust. Like what do you mean? You you gotta like play 10, five years, and and have a two point ERA to to be a non bust and salute off and say I'm retired, to be to have. Fans say, "Dude, you know what? That guy was good." No, no, because there's so many other guys that try to make it, dude, and they don't even come close. Yeah, I'm talking millions, millions of people. Ninety-nine percent of the people that watch this have never played in the big leagues. Never will. Don't know anybody that has. Now they, they go to the instructor. That you know, Hall of Famer Bill Madlock's right here. I got uh, Tyler Houston down the street, ten-year vet for Milwaukee. I mean, I got, there's big leaguers, you know, everywhere here in Vegas doing lessons and stuff, but I don't know, man, that's whole bust or not, dude, I, hold up, wait a minute, before you say anything, like, tell me about you, man, what'd you do, you know, talking to the guy, like, questioning, you know, No, I know, I know, I know, what, wait a minute, dude, you, okay, and it does get to this, like, dude, these guys, like, the whole point of this thing is to get a contract to live out your life and, and get a house in the city that you play in. And to get a house in Arizona and then get a have, have a house in your hometown, go back and forth, have your wife, have your family, you know, make your money from your contract. And then when your contract's over, you get like the, do, you, do I get traded to the Yankees or to Boston or to the new up and coming or, or am I done? Do I turn into a coach now? Like that's the whole thing that these guys are trying to do. And then dude, they never leave. They're making A lot of money, man. And they travel every state. I've seen every city, state in the, uh, I mean, almost all of America. I've been in every five star hotel, bar, name it, club, name it. I've seen so much. I've lived in Arizona. I went to ASU for like six years, but I never went to school there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was out all the time. And maybe that's another reason I only lasted for what, a couple of times and got called up this much. But you tell me, man. I mean, I love I love baseball. I love baseball. And if it wasn't for baseball, I, I wouldn't be here. Baseball is everything to me.
0: So now that you mention the after what players do a lot of them do when they retire from playing the game, did you think about ever coaching in the minors or the majors getting that opportunity or coaching little league, high school? College, did you ever think about that, about doing stuff like that when you retired?
1: Yeah, I mean, I went through a lot uh, of, of different, you know, jobs and this and that. And it just all boils back down to doing baseball. Like, I've been coaching since I've been done. Like, my first tryouts were back in Um And, you know, it's club ball, youth baseball. And what I really love doing is teaching mechanics Teaching uh, the situations, teaching the workouts that I did to make me so fast and to make me throw so good and make me hit so good, and I like to teach kids, um, you know, how to become better athletes and, and try to like. I, I just want to give them a piece of what I had, any any part of it, of of just what an experience I had of of playing professional baseball for for an organized organized yeah, <laughs> organized baseball. Sorry, I can't even talk. Dude, it's like if I could just say, Okay, look, like to any kids watching or any high school kids, like, no, I'm s i am I was the guy going out there at five in the morning and doing the speed routine, doing the lifting, doing that, doing that, and I was doing way more than everybody else. Oh. And you weren't gonna beat me. There was no way. And and I had that attitude. And I was gonna be a first round pick. I, I planned it. I was gonna make it to the big leagues. I planned it, you know? Uh, I wish I had a planned to stay. <laughs> um, yeah, so life after baseball Ooh, it's been it's been tough, man, but um I, I remember playing and imagining like being able to go out camping and I'd have all this free time and this now i now I have all that free time I have kids, um, I love coaching, um you know, I love hanging out in the same uh address. I don't want to leave, mm. you know, I left so for so many years. I was gone, man. You're you're gone if you're a pro. You're just gone. Um, so I really enjoy that, but I, I I do believe that when my my youngest, he's about to turn one, probably ten years, man. I'll um, i be back on a a bus.
0: Now, what about broadcasting? If the Brewers offered you a broadcasting job or MLB Network, would you ever take it?
1: That's yeah. That's that's different, man. That's uh. I know those guys grind it, man. It's not easy compared to being a pro player. Um, I know it's hard, but um, I think that may be something that uh, I would do before 10 years is up. Sure. Absolutely, man. Davey Nelson and, um, oh, my gosh, I'm going to forget his name. Euchre. Yeah, Um, Euchre. Yep. When I got called up and I was 18 years old, none of the major league guys, none none of the guys floored. Like, it was Euchre. I could not believe i got to be in the same building meet this guy nothing when i got called up oh my god dude it was it was the most fun i've ever had in my life hanging out with him and being in the same clubhouse playing baseball with euchre bob euchre man the guy in major league baseball the announcer i mean i got a chance to hang out with him for quite a bit man it was super cool just and like, the
0: guy back. from the major league saga too
1: yeah dude i don't know <laughs> about that one is that is that a third movie or something?
0: He, they made two of them. Yeah, they made yeah, two. She, yeah, okay. Yeah, with Wild Thing, Charlie Sheen. Yep, yeah, Charlie <laughs> he was Sheen, the yes. he was the broadcaster. He was so funny. Yes.
1: <laughs> he was hilarious, man. Come on. The was that,
0: was that how he was? Was that you? Yes. You got to meet him. So was that what he was like too in real life?
1: Exactly, dude. He was not acting. He one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet, man. He always put a smile on your face, man. I mean. I I got stories about him. I'm not gonna share. He's not bad. Just, not. I I, I just remember like just being around that guy and just watching him live. You know, and you see guys. We're in such a routine, but then when everyone breaks off from the plane or from the from the clubhouse or whatever, everyone goes their different direction. Just seeing guys, you know, living with them and this and that, and seeing how what other people drive and just the way they, you know, just the way they are. Like sometimes you'll see him at a restaurant. You're like, oh, you go here. This is where you. It's just, it's just cool, man. It's just, I loved it.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I don't blame you for that. Um, So I kind of want to get in a little bit of today's baseball. I'm sure you still follow it somewhat. Since you were an outfielder, like you said you were, what do you think is different for outfielders today than what they were when you played? Is there much more difference, do you think, or are they much more faster? What, what, what's the, what's your take on that? Is there any difference from when you played?
1: A great question. I, you know, you me there. Let's get into it. Um, hmm. I don't know if everyone was a six-two runner, six-three runner. You know, every outfielder is not that. Definitely. Definitely. Um, no. Um, I, I've heard it's harder to find. Uh, the guys that are put the bat—it's bat to the ball. They don't even say speed guys anymore. Bat to the ball guys. And um, I don't know. I, maybe the launch angle thing has changed. Um, but dude, I, I just can't sit here and say anything has changed at all. Um, the speed of the ball—I don't think has changed. No one's hitting sixty home runs, in, and the balls have been juiced. Like it's not. No, nothing's changed. I, mm-hmm. I just don't think so. Are they better athletes? Probably. Are, are, is there better training? Yes. Is there better uh, data, like communication of things that they can look at now from video and this and that and tell them and help them over the long season that gets them better? Yeah, like there's there's some stuff that is invented and rolled over and done at the major league level and, and then it all trickles down. And And, dude, they're amazing. It's the major leagues. They're the smartest people when it comes to this game. And all of that is involved in... In this, so yeah, I mean, I don't. Maybe my ego and my pride is saying no, but dude, maybe. But I don't know. Are are there reads better? Like, what could, what could be better about them now compared to when I played? Like, I don't know, man. I just don't know.
0: I, yeah, that. I I'm I'm. I don't know either. I know when I played. This is granted. This is literally when I played. I, that's all I got up to because I could never play. But. When I played little league, we didn't have fast outfielders. We didn't. That was just me, that was just my little league. But, um, I'm guessing if you, if for my opinion, I, I, mean, from what I've been watching since I've been a fan of baseball since I grew up, I would have to say a little bit, kinda has changed and a lot. Like a lot of them, it's mainly p- power now because everybody wants. The game of baseball has changed to where it's just where it's either home run, strike out, walk. That's it. It and basically seeing these outfielders, yes, they are powerful out there to this day, but they they just don't seem to me like they have the speed like when you played at all. It it just doesn't feel like that. And I'm still watching it this day. Mm. It just, I don't know. It's iffy. You, you get what I'm saying? It's tough. It's tough to you say.
1: There's a term that I, I mean, I just had it. Uh, and there's, it's, it's possible run at the plate. That's the verbiage. So every batter is now more thought of as a possible run. Yep. So and with that said yeah absolutely everyone agrees okay so these outfielders are they just playing farther back and they're not as athletic or you're talking numbers like they don't get to as many balls because they're 230 they're all nelson cruises Mm -hmm. nelson was so fast but they're all nelsons Yep. yep nelson but still prince fielder was running six sixes man like you you guys gotta just stop talking about this like these guys are not athletes. They're not... No, like Soto, dude, is, he's an outfielder, right? Or is he first base? He's outfielder. Yeah. Dude, I guarantee you that guy is so fast, it's not even fun. Uh, in a 60-yard dash, timed up compared to anybody else. The guy is super, super fast. You have to be one of the fastest human beings to play in the outfield in the major leagues. So don't forget that. Like, that. that's
0: true. That's never changing. Mm.
1: But, you know... um, are they are they going for is is their strategies changing like okay well the body type we want more we don't care about strikeouts so uh, we want the guys that if they do strike out we're gonna have that number compared to how many times they hit home runs and if that number's better than this guy we're gonna put him out there and we're gonna train him to be an outfielder because guess what we're the major leagues we know how to do that you know and I was trained by one of the best outfield coaches ever he coached Kenny Lofton it was Davey Nelson right Eddie Cedar I was coached by eddie cedar uh, dude you can't get much better than that but there's guys out there man that are just really really good at the outfield and you, you can't take away from that so it's an art form the footwork in the out outfield is it's super difficult to do it right live in the game on a ball that's hit by a major league baseball player yes like i know for a fact dude it's super hard it was the hardest outfield i've ever played in the major leagues. It was hard, man. Ball goes flying. Dude's fast.
0: So besides from your ego aside. <laughs> what ego, dude? Ego aside. Ego aside. I got to ask you. Hey, no. <laughs> what would you say is the best outfield catch you've ever witnessed on the field? Or, or, big or happened while you watched the game and played the game of baseball gosh,
1: dude, you're good you got good questions man. oh man okay so one's popping up um not even in the major leagues there's nothing like that um gosh dude you're like you're stumping me let's 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 think more about this. I mean, I played with some pretty cool guys. Um, I, I, don't, I don't have anything off the top of my head. I think I got USA team 18-year-old leaders goes up and robbed the home run that was going to be a home run. He actually won the – he's one of the reasons we won gold, but this, that's not even a cool story. I mean, that is a cool story. Oh, man. Okay. I'm not going to go outfield. Okay. I'm not going to go outfield. That's fine. The, mo- the most impressive thing that I've seen on the field, okay, was, and and there's probably a lot of other ones, but this is the one that's coming up, and this is relevant to my story um, and the Brewers. Nelson Cruz, it was AAA, it was the PCL World Series. It was the game, not a World Series. It was our World Series, though. Like, if we won this, we won the whole PCL. Mm -hmm. It goes, like, 18 innings. I went 0 for 8. Horrible. I I was so beside, I, I can't even explain it, but... The most impressive thing I think I've ever seen was <laughs> this guy waited on one pitch the entire game. He wouldn't swing at anything else. He, it, and, and they were talking about it the whole time. Him and his other Latino buddy, like I forget what he was, but they were talking Spanish. Going back and forth and like, no, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. And sure enough, dude, one of, the, one of his at-bats, the guy throws it right where he's been waiting. It was high inside. That was all it was. But he he had, like, I'm not swinging at anything else. I'm like, how do you do that? How do you do that? And then when he throws it, you actually hit it out to win the whole thing. So that's Nelson Cruz for you. And then another one, Brandon Gamal. We had a doubleheader that went over midnight in Alabama, Huntsville, double-A, Huntsville Stars. Brandon Gamal was the first baseman. He was up at the plate. It was an 0-2 count. They shut the game down. We had to wake up the next day. It was a Sunday, so we we did. it was something crazy. We woke up, and we had to play the, the remaining part of that game and then start a whole new nine-inning game, right? Mm-hmm. First pitch, I mean, dude, we didn't even hit BP. We we rolled out of bed and played this game. First pitch, the dude throws an 0-2 curveball. Gamal hits it, home run, walk off. We go in the clubhouse. We turn to the field in, like, 15 minutes and play the second game. So... Like, how do you do that? I mean, that was crazy, dude. He won the game on one pitch. I don't know. So, the defensive dude, I don't have nothing for you. I'm sorry.
0: That's great. That's great. Well, let's see. Before we get into more, because I'm having fun here. I'd like to talk more. We're going to make this into a two-part segment. So, I'm going to leave off this first segment, cancel off here. With the first segment. Usually I don't do this. All good. But it's more stories. So we're probably going to go about another 20 more minutes. I'm cool with that. Um, but yeah. I'll, I'm going to hook off at, at this segment. End it. So we will be back with Dave Krenz, Krenzel. I said that right, right? I hope. Krenzel, yes. You got okay, it. Okay, perfect. Did not want to get that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be right back with... Part two. Alright, welcome back to Coffee Time with Byron and Friends. This is part two with Dave Krenzel. Welcome back.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Definitely. And hey, I I gotta get this out in the open. If you're willing, hey, you wanna you have some time on your hands? Wanna be a co host of my own? Oh did do something, with you. Yeah, that'd be cool. Start up, sure. a, start keep this podcast going. Get some get some names on here. We'll work on some names.
1: Hey man, that sounds fun. I'll I'll, I'll help you out, dude.
0: Yeah, definitely. Awesome. I don't know if I, can,
1: I I don't know if I'd be a big help though, man. Honestly, like n- I I used to be cool, but now I don't know, I gotta try really hard, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no worries. Whoever you can get, man. You know, open to anything, anybody. <laughs> I don't care who it is. Can be who you played with, your coaches. It don't matter, just somebody. <laughs>
1: no, I got it, man. Now there's a bunch of people out there that would be willing to, you know, do interviews, man. I, I love this stuff. I, I think it's fun. It's it's hard for me to start it and do it, but I'm trying to, man. So it is
0: fun. That's why I do this because I love hearing stories. I I I love it.
1: So I got a lot. I got a lot of stories.
0: Yeah, I know. It's awesome. I love it. So, let's get right back to it before we get more into that details. <laughs> so, I got to ask you then, back to the current state of baseball like we talked about. Do you like do you like the way today's game is going with the walk, strikeout, home run mentality and not pushing to run over? Do you feel that game? Do you feel that is boring to watch, or still exciting for you to watch as a former player? Uh, I think it's
1: still exciting for me to watch, regardless, man. Um, I know if I was to do the, the the walk up on the field, you know, everybody else knows when when you go to a major league field, a major league stadium, experience that first look of the field, and The grass, the players, the atmosphere, the Mm -hmm. smells, the sounds, uh, and and seeing (laughs) seeing some of the best athletes compete. You know, sometimes there's fights and they get plumped and they hit the ball 450 feet. Um, They hit 100 mile an hour line drive still, dude. Like they still slide and dive and steal and rob, man. Like, come on, it's the best game out there. I don't, I don't care. And 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 the other the other answer I have. Is it does it doesn't it doesn't matter to me none of it matters to me it doesn't matter because they're the leaders uh, like what I mean by that is whatever they're gonna do is they they're, they're gonna do um, that's that's what it is right now um, like you remember when they first uh, put the helmets on the base on the on the coaches on the sidelines remember that remember the era of like yep. that time of those yep. players and like what we were going through with a sort and like mm-hmm. Boston and like in well that was then and now like I don't you know I don't know the rivalries with the teams and this and that but like there's a certain thing that's going on in these games and and we're all trying they're all trying to be this one thing or do this one thing and it just so happens that um it's just more strikeouts and and more home runs but I don't know man. I mean I think that I, I would have to see the numbers show like show what numbers do you know of that is showing the big incre- like the big change and um, and then also the strategies of the major league organizations, the owners are now hiring people that have no professional baseball experience. And, and this was at the beginning, mind you. And I, I knew it was going to change because the former pros that have played for 10 years, like Andrew Beattie, he just now got hired with the pirates. Mm-hmm. Like all these guys that are doing the technology stuff and training guys, they're, they're going to take, a guy that played 10 years professionally, organized baseball, that knows all the, the analyzation and all the digital stuff, the data, no matter what program it is, mm-hmm. it's all going to happen where it's it's going back to to that. But uh, all you have to play in the, the major leagues to coach the major leagues thing. It I think it will happen again. But then again, dude, who cares? Like all this guy does that's hired and he has no baseball experience, he's behind a computer and a videotape of, of these guys swinging and the program's analyzing it and he's explaining it and he's saying well this and this and this if he does this and this and this with his now i can't imagine what he's trying to tell a major league hitting coach that played in the big leagues and has coached for 25 years what um yellick or yellowish needs to do with his front leg like right. or his barrel or like i i don't know you if, if that's really happening and it's working <laughs> then, then it's working but
0: so then, I just don't even think it's happening. So then do you from a player's standpoint, do you like the way it's going with the analytics? Cuz I know I never played the game obviously because I wasn't that good, but as a fan personally from a fan standpoint who's watched the game through the heyday in the steroid era unfortunately, but I I just don't like the analytics that are involved. It's, like, too much. Just let the game play off instincts. Do you get what I'm saying? It feels like nobody's going off instincts anymore. It just doesn't feel like that. It just feels like everything is now
1: analyzed. Okay, Um. how do you mean no one's going off of instinct anymore? What do you mean?
0: What I mean by that, it just feels like, like for instance, Blake Snell, last year in the World Series... Game six. Game six. He was pitching dominantly. All right. And Kevin Cash took him out after the fifth inning. Now, granted, yes, he was coming back from injury. But that postseason, he went all five. He went only five innings for all of his starts. But he was pitching dominantly, and it's the World Series. Why are you going to pit, take somebody out who only had about, I think it was 60 or 70 pitches, dominating, and it was like the 6th or 7th inning, take him out of the game. And he was dominating. That's where, right. I, that's where I think analytics has taken too much of the game. Because I've seen that a lot.
1: Great example. So yeah, dude, I I think what what that is right there was, it was ignorance on the whole thing of like the game. You know what I'm saying? You're like, he was dominating that game. There's no reason to pull him out. Why would you yeah. pull him out? And every other guy in the, I mean, the world that you can imagine, like sitting up here in this booth saying this to this man, like, he's not just the manager it's thousands of people saying this to him right now like i don't know how many people are saying this to him everybody everybody's saying this to him but there's the guy on the other side of it why would you keep him in why would you keep him in every every single piece of data has said otherwise and this is not the first time major leagues minor leagues baseball independent leagues high schools Little League's club ball guys have done this. This is normal and I I would I don't want to bet money, but I'd bet money in the same year that same manager did the same thing to a different guy in a different situation for the same reason. He looked at the numbers and this and that and look. They don't sleep. They don't I mean sure they're sleeping, but those managers during that time, they they're all together meeting and like Major League Baseball. They're talking and planning pitch for pitch, out for out. How are they going to get this guy out? What if this happens? What do they do here? What is the situation? What if he ends up on second base and they go through every single inning and they're the smartest people in the world? They're the best. And and that's that. And that was the call. And he was wrong. 100%, 100%. Wrong. He shouldn't have done it. And the data said otherwise. So, like, dude, yeah, 100%, um, you know, I don't know what the data was. You said it. It sounded great. Um, but, there, dude, that's always been out there. And, um, you know, but I, I don't want to be the guy. Yes, I think it's getting a little too analytical. But in this sense, like, the youth athletes are now focusing on launch angle instead of focusing on hitting the center of the ball in the center of the sweet spot for a line drive. That
0: is true. That is true.
1: Okay. This makes sense. But now it's accepted in the big leagues that striking out more and hitting home runs is okay. Well, dude, it's always been like that, man. Like... Me at High Desert, my numbers were pretty dang good. I struck out 100 times, had like 17 jacks. Not bad, right? That you're like 100, 120 strikeouts, three home runs. No, that's not going to work. dude. 120 strikeouts and 30 home runs. What position? Left field, DH, righty, utility. So what? It's always been like that. It's never changed.
0: But what was your what was your mindset personally though when you came up to a did you want to hit a home run or did you want to move to run over depending on who was on base or if there was nobody on base did you just want to get on base period? Man, you got good
1: questions, dude, so. The way that I was taught, the way that I had learned to hit a ball coming at me at, at fierce speeds angles, change, deceive, all of that, the way I was trained, it didn't matter the situation. It didn't matter what was going on in the field. I never, it, that never mattered. Mm-hmm. That never mattered. All that mattered was if somebody was on base, you better hit the ball hard this time. And what I mean by hit the ball hard, back in high school, it was called solid. And it was hit the center of the ball in the center of the sweet spot in the correct contact point you got to see it hit the back with balance and you can't go forward you got to stay back and hit you got to stay balanced you got to stay back that's all that i did so no matter what if there was a runner on second base and the, and the pitch was a fastball outside and i had done my timing at the right time and i saw the ball and i recognized it and i could track it i knew i was where was it was going to end up did i hit it for line drive every time didn't matter And then afterwards, I'd get the result of the, hey, dude, look, he went the other way on, he went the other way with a guy on second base facing a righty. Oh, that's what you do up there? No, that's not what I did up there. Like, even if I hit a home run, I didn't go and try to hit a home run. No, 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 no. I was up there. I was relaxing. I was trying to start my load on time. I was trying to find the ball right when he threw it. trying to have my foot down at this time. I was doing all of this. And then finding the ball and then tracking it. And then if it was inside, I knew I had to react right when I saw it. And then that's what I would do. And I would try to see it hit the bat right in the center of the sweet spot on the ball. And then afterwards, I'd be like, oh, my God, that's going to be a home run. That's how how I hit
0: You couldn't have said it best. Honestly, when I was playing Little League, that's what my mindset was. I was taught to – if there's a runner on – Just move the runner over, whatever, hit. If not, if I got a hit, I got a hit. If I didn't, you know, whatever. It is what it is. I wasn't trying to aim for the home run or anything because I knew I didn't have the power. And I still don't, honestly. But, you know, I knew just to get the runner
1: over because that's how I was taught in Little League no and that's true because situationally speaking you like okay well there's nobody out guys on second if you move him over that that gives you the probabilities a better chance that since he's at third the next batter will hit him in right yeah so yeah sure i mean that's the situation you know now when you're in the pros here's what happens uh brad commits the guy that ran through the fence thing that's been on youtube you you you'll know you'll you'll look this up you'll remember Bracken, i remember I, I him to be, yep. yeah okay managed by him one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet i remember him he's um it's double a in gosh one of these east east coast places dude and hey runners on second what's my job dude you better move that dude and i'm a lefty so it's like easy for me so what do i do man i go up here i swing at a low and outside fastball i hit a line drive that the shortstop makes an all-star leap and dive and catch on. I'm like, damn, man. Then I run back. Commence comes up to me. He's like, what are you doing swinging at an outside low pitch with a runner on second? Not the after effect of what happened. No. It was the fact that I even swang at that pitch, that location, in that situation. Yeah. It's not that, hey, man, I'm trying. No, no, no. Pros do that every time. That's what that's what your job is. That's your job. So my job that day, that at-bats, was to only swing at balls that I could pull and hit hard on the ground so that guy could move safely or in the air far enough for him to safely tag and get the third. That was my job. Did I do my job? No. Did I even attempt to do my job? No. It's like an attitude problem when a guy does that. It's like an attitude. He needs an attitude adjustment. Why are you swinging at that? You're not even listening to what I'm saying. Like you're not even playing the game right that's that's the reaction like and then you'll i almost got fired after that weeks after i had taught there was a meeting and hey man i'm on the bubble like you better telling you so that's that's the pros and you're paid to do that like two and oh counts three one counts if you get jammed and you have a cross checker say you're in the minor leagues high a double a triple a Triple A guy doing this two and zero getting jammed three and one getting jammed swinging at three and zero getting jammed no you're not paid to do that that's not your job you know stuff like that so like relievers coming in first pitch ball dude if you're a veteran you're an outfielder you're like oh my are you, are you kidding me does he not know where what we're what's he doing like that's not his job his job is to go out there and pound strikes into the zone especially the first pitch. Get this guy to hit the ball, put it on the ground, so these infielders can get the out. You know, so the, the game is like I said, man. It's all little inches and millimeters, and all compressed and all these little alleys and loops and dude. There's dives. There's there's deceivement. These major league pitchers, dude. Oh my God, you cannot see the ball.
0: Mm.
1: You you can't see it. it it's it's unbelievable, man. It, they're the best in the world. The TV doesn't justify it. Never has. Never will. Go, go to the big major league game and then you're sitting that far away? That doesn't even justify it. It's so fast, dude. It moves so much. And then the change-ups? It, dude, they look blurry. They look blurry. Gagne's change-up, he has two of them. The first one winked at me and then went outside. It said hi and it like took another round. I'm not kidding, dude. It was ridiculous.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. So... Growing up throughout uh, your high school, college, growing up because since you knew you wanted to play baseball, even in the minors, did you have a player or players that you wanted to idle your game
1: like? Oh, yeah, man. It was planned, dude. Hit like Ted Williams. Be the second guy to hit 400 in the big leagues for a whole season. Mm -hmm. That was a plan. Play the outfield and be – play the outfield like Ken Griffey Jr., Hit like Mickey Mantle, run like Mickey Mantle, pitch like Dennis Eckersley, Nolan Ryan. Those are my guys. I love I, Ken Griffey Jr., one of the best outfielders of all time. You saw him with his knee up doing these robbed home runs. Oh, I was watching him as a kid.
0: Mm-hmm. He was my
1: idol, dude. I wanted to be him on a track doing the high jump, dude. I, that robbed home run in Miller Park, 2004. That was me doing the high jump. You can see the stutter step and then the right leg go up. That was me doing the high jump man as a little kid in the elementary and middle school. Mm. so that was engraved into me since a kid, and then with Davy Nelson doing the robbed home runs over and over again, stuff like that. so again what we're talking about now.:
0: You' idle in your game by. Oh. <laughs> well, those are, um, those are impressive they're... names, impressive names by far.:
1: Oh, I left out. I'm sorry. I, my whole thing, too, like my story, the bust or not bust, this and that. way. Here's my personal story why I'm not a bust. I don't know why I said it wasn't a bust at the very beginning. Anyway.
0: Yeah, why'd you say that? I don't know.
1: <laughs> um, so I grew up in Ohio going to Cincinnati Reds games. I saw Pete Rose get the hit that got him in, in the lead of having the most hits ever. Mm. I was there. I saw the fireworks. That That meant so much to me. And just being a part of that like I I loved it I I could imagine living at the house I did in Ohio like I dreamt of this and driving a red convertible to Cincinnati to Riverfront Stadium getting out and going there and playing in a major league game and and Pete Rose was like one of my main inspirations for that like I love Pete Rose Pete Rose hustle and all that Charlie Hustle so I loved I mean I try to be like that I mean he he had a major inspiration and you know, my young, young childhood, like dreams-wise, like I, I, I had a, a major dream to be a major leaguer. That's all I wanted to do. I made a wish to be a major league baseball player. Uh-huh. And you know, it was guy. It was like Mickey Mantle books. Uh, back when I was really young, there were still shows of Mickey Mantle. Like I don't know, it was, it was, I don't know, was a lot of passion behind this man. And so, I moved from Ohio. I go to Vegas. My, my, I, I moved from, from there, like. I go to high school in Vegas, so I, I like I lose all my friends. That was horrible. It sucked. I, I didn't like it. Um, but then, like now that I'm sitting back and this and that, all of a sudden I, I get drafted. I do this, and now I'm playing in the big leagues. Guess where I'm at? I'm playing in Cincinnati against the Reds, and I'm like, I remember sitting in the seats as a little four or five year old man. You know, getting the chocolate ice cream with a wooden spoon at Riverfront Stadium, eating that stuff. I remember the taste, and the, the I remember all of that. Uh, the smell the popcorn, the beer there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I didn't play in Riverfront; I played at the new Cincinnati Stadium. I don't know what it's called. But uh, just to be there, dude, and be around that bridge, and be in Ohio again, in Cincinnati, dude. It just, it just was, it was a dream come true, man. So I lived my dream, and it, it, it came true. Everything that I ever
0: worked for came true. So, I mean, that's not a bust, is it? No, not to me. You accomplished what you Uh, wanted to be. You grew up. Not to me. Hell, hell, I had that same aspiration that I consider myself a bust because I knew I couldn't do it. So does that consider me a bust? No. 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 I just knew I couldn't do it.
1: I I got some busts for you. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, dude, the stories like my first major league hit was against the Cincinnati Reds. My first game was against Cincinnati Reds at Miller Park. I mean, there was just too many things that lined up that it was meant to be, man. I was I was meant to only play forty two days. I was meant for that, dude. I was meant for this. I was meant for all the stuff that <clears throat> happened to me off the field. I was meant for all the stuff that happened to me on the field, all the stuff before it and everything to come, dude.
0: Yeah.
1: It's that's that's what's up and Like I said, dude, like, okay, sit here with regrets uh, of anything whatsoever. I mean, I don't think I could have done anything different, man. No, I have no regrets whatsoever. No. So
0: that's the other Yeah, I agree with you on that. I don't blame you on that. And I just feel the same way about myself as well with with my career, getting up to only Little League. So I feel the same way. Um, So we got about eight minutes. You briefly got into Pete Rose. I want to talk briefly about that. The Hall of Fame. Honestly, don't you grew up idolizing him because you were obviously born in Ohio. You saw him play. You, got, you saw him get his first hit. Do you think it's stupid that guys like him, Schilling, can't even make it into the damn Hall of Fame because of what they did? is freaking ridiculous, isn't it? Shouldn't should, should the, I thought the Hall of Fame was by with what they did on the field. You, you right? Not of what uh, they did behind the scenes. Especially Schilling, I feel bad for Schilling cuz his is political, political views. And he's not in the Hall of Fame because of that. So
1: <laughs> w- okay, What the well, hell? I, look. I, I I have no I have nothing Hold, I hold no weight when I even talk about the Hall of Fame. All right, not nothing whatsoever. I have no idea what that even means. Okay, I have no idea. You, can you imagine being considered to Major League Hall of Fame? Can you imagine? I I can't even imagine it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I can't even imagine it. To be to actually be considered one of the best baseball players of all time. Okay, right. so. So now with that said, now, I sit back and I look at, you know, what an honor and a privilege that would be, but then you have the guy with the most home runs ever, and you have the guy with the most hits ever in Major League history that are, for some reason, are not allowed to be voted in or whatever the ruling is because of whatever reason they say. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay, well then, I mean... Does it even matter? It doesn't even matter. I don't even think it matters. I don't even think it matters. I don't think Barry Bonds cares. I don't think Pete Rose cares to a certain extent. Um, You know, then again, dude, I'm not in their shoes, man. I mean, I couldn't imagine it to be that good and have that much experience, like, and and then not be able to get into the Hall of Fame. So I I bet it's gut-wrenching. I I completely disagree with it. Um, There's so many guys that cheated and, and made so much money and time in the major leagues and they never got caught or there's so many guys that cheated so many decades before this whole thing came about every single generation, every single era had a way they cheated. I've been told this by old, old, old hall of famers, right? Every gener dude, you name it. Everybody's out there cheating. There's stealing, there's robbing, there's plunking, there's fighting in this game. Every single guy is fighting to get the best dude in the world. Everybody's been cheating, man. It's look, it, Come on, dude. And then now this whole gambling thing and a political reason for it. And then it makes no sense. So I just kind of write the whole thing off like it doesn't matter. Look, he's Barry Bonds anyways. He's the best hitter of all time. And Pete Rose, he's also one of the best hitters of all time. I mean, then you, you go with Jeter, you go with I mean, did you I can just start naming guys off. Just start naming them off. All the old school guys, then you got all these new guys, the Trouts, the Sotos, wait until Guerrero Jr. starts going off. Uh Yellowish bronze. You oh, have yeah. all these guys, the Prince Fielders, you have yep. the Tony Gwynns, you have the Coreys. Dude, and, and you're talking about you're talking about guys that are, in ten years are gonna be unbelievable unbelievable in 10 years so i don't know the game i think the game is great dude and i think it's going to make a huge comeback as far as getting people out to the stadiums and, and being exciting and you know making fans happy again but if we're still talking about the analytics and the data and stuff i think that dude i think it's just all going to change pretty soon dude there's not going to be anybody driving cars it's all going to be ai we're all going to be having things delivered in the air to I us i
0: yep I agree. All of,
1: you know, it's all it's all happening, man. The digital currency, you got Bitcoin, you got all this stuff that's happening, and it's the times, dude. Enjoy it, love it, and, and adjust because that's all this thing is, dude. It's it's just like it's just like baseball. It's like in a bat, you gotta adjust. And if you're a fan out there, dude, just stay a fan, man. Like I don't know I don't know what's bothering you about the whole game and stuff, but if it is, and I mean I get it, but there's nothing better than baseball.
0: So I like to ask this question. Before I, uh, I let all my baseball guests go, I know it's early. It's way too early to tell, but I know uh, you know where I'm going with this. Who I'll do it. Who do you think will be in the World Series this year, and what will the outcome be?
1: Oh, I got to say: I... <laughs> uh, The Dodgers are going to go.
0: Again, I think. Okay,
1: fair enough. The Dodgers are like super, super good, and then to name the other team, dude, you're like you're gonna stump me. I have no idea what other team. That all I know is that from what I've seen on 2020 MLB, the show,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the Dodgers are gonna win again. Yeah, 2021, dude. So it's a little joke, but no, honestly, the Dodgers are like they're really good. I. I'm not a stat rat. I don't know who's on every roster and this and that. I do look. I look more at the prospects. Who's going to get drafted this year? That's what I'm more excited about. These guys, dude. There's some good players out here, and I don't know. What do you think, man? You, what other team is going to be in there with the Dodgers?
0: Well, first I got to ask you, who do you think from the AL out of what you know? Before I give you my prediction,
1: <sighs> um, give me the give me the top three teams, dude. I don't I don't even know Yankees.
0: Astros,
1: Rays. Rays. The Rays. I, I, I would go with a Rays then. I, I honestly, I, I don't know much about it. I, I'd be lying if I would say it. I know a lot about it, but. I'm not feeling the Yankees. I'm not feeling the Red Sox. Um, I do like the Rays. Easy. Dodgers, Rays, Dodgers are going to win. And, um.
0: What is it
1: going to make them
0: 6 6 world series? Yep. Yep.
1: Mine? Sorry, I'm a little Dodger heavy, I guess. My mine? Bad.
0: For the NL, I'm throwing I'm throwing in my Padres and I'm not being biased on that, but I really think they got what it takes to They're fin- that good? Yeah, I I think they have what it takes to go up against the Dodgers. That's going to be a rivalry for years to come. Got Tatis? And Machado signed for 10 to 14, 10 and 14 years. You got Snell, who they got from our Rays here in Tampa. You got Darvish. I mean, you got Pomeranz. You got Hosmer. It's a stacked roster. And you still got talent. The Rays and the Padres are number one and number two in talent prospects number 1 and 2 are they pitching no just just, so just players like, okay. in general overall I
1: mean, if, if we're talking about winning the whole world series like you know how deep that goes and how many things have to work but then again dude like if there's a team that has that many good players you know they're going to win a lot of games they're going to save their pitching it depends on what the manager does as far as pitch counts i mean how far are they pitch? You know, what are the pitch counts for certain guys? Do they stay healthy? Do they stay on a routine? Are they able to win it? Like it all, it all boils down to them performing at their best at the World Series during the playoffs and at the World Series. Like they got, they just got to be, they got to be so good, but it's baseball. You never know what's going to happen.
0: So my, my prediction is out of the NL, it's going to be the Padres. Now, yes, it's going to be tough because of the Dodgers. But I think the Padres will do it this year. I think it's their year. So I think they're going to win it. Out of the AL, I want to say the Rays, just like last year. But that's a tough one because they, yes, they have the farm system, but they also keep getting rid of their talent every single year. So I don't know. That's a tough one. Out of the AL, Right now, I'm just going to go – I I I, I had to go with the Rays again, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'll have to go Padres-Rays in the World Series. Mm. And I know people will call me crazy, but honestly, that's from years to come because number one and number two, these prospects have already awesome. pros- prospered. Most of their prospects have already prospered in the majors today, and they're on the roster right now.
1: So. That's the thing. That's the thing. Are they on the roster now, and are they pitchers? Yeah, Tatis Junior is a different story. I don't know how many years in he is, but there's certain guys that can make a huge impact on the team at a at a you know at a rookie level, like um, Guerrero Junior, Soto, kind of guys like. Um... But dude, the only way like you see. Guys from the system coming up are the ones that are going to be dominating on the mound and, and and have three batters and they dominate and then they go to the next one I think but I maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about here um no maybe I, I have no do. clue I think you do oh I dude I don't know man I I don't know man it's it's a tough call dude it's
0: it is it it is for sure but I can't it's tough. wait I can't wait. I, I can't wait for this year to get played. It's going to be a full season this year.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. What date are they starting? April
0: 1st, I believe.
1: So it's April 1st?
0: Yeah. First or second? I'm excited. Yeah.
1: I'm excited. Yeah, during spring training time, man, I always get a little weirded out. I, I always change a little bit. Uh, I'm close to 40, so I'm definitely in midlife crisis. So a lot, of, a lot going on with me, too. Um, I need to be in Arizona, I feel. Uh, just this time of year, the weather, when it, when it changes from cold to this time, man, it's just so nice. You do. Arizona, you do. Scottsdale. Definitely. But it, One time, dude. But
0: definitely, I, I do appreciate your time. It was awesome. But real quick, I got to ask you, and I'll also ask you off camera as well. It's still open if you want to be my co-host. <laughs> it's still open if you want to help me out. I enjoyed it. I think I think we would be an awesome tag team.
1: Yeah, dude. I'll, yeah, I'm down, dude. Yes, let's go.
0: Cause I know you can get people. I know you can get people.
1: And yeah, I mean, maybe maybe you can help me find find a way to help what I'm doing and my whole my whole cause. Um,
0: and that's why we um, got Twitter. We got all these players we can contact.
1: Oh, there's a lot of players, dude. There is. There's a lot of players. Exactly. Hard to get a hold of, man. Exactly. Sometimes they don't want to talk to nobody, dude.
0: No, I know, I know. But hey, it's a challenge, and we'll get there. We'll get there. But awesome, I enjoyed it. Thanks for your time, man. It was awesome. I'll I'll definitely stay in touch with you. I'll text you, and we'll we'll talk more about. We'll talk about doing more about the podcast.
1: Sounds good, dude. Hey, I had a great time, man. Thanks for having me, bud.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely, perfect. And like I said, I'll text you when we're done. So. Cool. It was awesome. Have a good night. Right, Take care. All right. It was fun. <laughs>
1: that was. You too. Thanks, dude. Bye. Bye.
0: Dave Krenzel, everybody. Awesome conversation. Great stories. Can't wait to have them as my co host soon. We'll hope to get that started. It was a fun show. Fun episode number 10. Two parts. Don't do it that often, but it was fun. You guys have a good night. Stay tuned Sunday night, episode 11. We'll have a former NFL linebacker, John Abraham. You all have a good night.